Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Listen, Breathe, Peace podcast with your host, Crystal. That's me. Um, today, we have a special guest with us. So, Evan, you want to say a little bit about yourself? Sure. So what's going on? Uh, my name is Evan Parker, and I'm actually the host of The Real Deal podcast. Um, I don't want to do a shameless plug, but on The Real Deal, we just talk a lot about social issues, politics, finances, and I just generally give my take on a lot of hot button topics and kind of just try to uplift people in a real no nonsense kind of way. Excuse me. <clears throat> no nonsense kind of way. But uh, happy to be here on the podcast with you. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, no problem. So also, before we get started, I'll just <laughs> throw it out there. Fun fact about our special guest today. We're actually married. Surprise. So, yeah. So Evan and I have been married now for almost three years. Almost three yeah. years. Almost three years. It's coming up quickly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this episode will all be about building off of the last episode, which was all about therapy, um, breaking down some of the stigma of therapy and just talking about the benefits of it, how it can really impact your life, change your life for the better. Um, Evan and I have both been to therapy separately. We've been to therapy together. So just for this, you know, my first guest on the podcast, I, I couldn't think of anyone better than to have this conversation with you. So I'm glad you're here. Glad to be here. Thanks again. Yeah. So just to kind of kick us off and get started, what? how do you feel about therapy overall? Uh, overall, I think that, uh, I think therapy is a great thing. I think it's a buzzword that's used a lot right now and I think it's something that can be intimidating but the way that I like to think about therapy is um, oftentimes people will have that close friend or that close family member or that activity whatever it is that they like to partake in typically whenever they are stressed or that friend that they like to talk to when they're stressed or feeling overwhelmed or sad or that you want to just go and paint or go on a jog or do what have you. All of those different types of things are therapy. It just so happens that there's also a professional way of going to get therapy and talking to a professional. And I think that the stigma around therapy is something that is beginning to go, just kind of like get removed. And I'm happy for that because there's so many different types of forms of therapy. And specifically the professional version of therapy is something that is really beneficial. And I would like to see it be more so approached like going to go take a jog or going and talking to that friend or going to go paint or just going and talk to your therapist like something that is just deemed as general mental health practice yeah I think that's a a really good take on it um I definitely agree with you that I feel like it's kind of a buzzword and stuff right now and sometimes uh it can be overwhelming to start like it the therapy just the word therapy it comes with a lot of baggage and a lot of uh just like weight associated with the word but yeah to your point like people engage in therapeutic activities all the time and you might not realize it but therapy comes in many shapes forms different sizes it's all over the place and going to a professional is just one outlet 
of it and it has a lot of benefits just because of all of the knowledge that the professionals have. Um, you did touch on something that made me, you said something that made me curious and I wanted to ask you like, what was your perception of therapy when you were growing up? My perception of therapy when I was growing up, oh man, <laughs> that was something that for one, if, if therapy, therapy did not come to my mind often when growing up in general, but whenever it did come to mind, I viewed therapy as something that you know, you go to or that someone would go to in the event of, you know, just like a, a catastrophe, something very detrimental happened either to you or around you or in something that you just like, you know, you're you can't function. So you need to go to a therapist to talk through whatever is going on. So that was definitely my perception of it uh, growing up. OK, yeah, uh, I definitely would say that I had a similar perception growing up as well um, from the people that were actually like physically around me, like the adults that I saw, my family, people like that um, at school, my peers, like that was definitely the vibe of therapy that I got. And it seemed like this big, intense thing that, <laughs> you know, like was only, you only went there if you had some like really big major event happen in your life or if you had a mental problem. Um, it yeah. also didn't seem like that accessible to me either because I, growing up, I never really heard anyone, or I, I never really knew anyone to my knowledge that actually went to therapy. Yeah, and that's interesting. Uh on that same note, whenever I grew so I was actually exposed to therapy, proper therapy, or I don't want to say proper therapy, but professional therapy at an early age. I actually went to grief counseling um, at an early age because my father passed away when I was 11 years old. And it was a very, as you can imagine, uh, traumatic time. It was a, you know, a surprise death. No one was expecting it. He just kind of like went, went in his sleep. But fortunately enough, I guess my mother had enough insight or I don't know if someone gave her the tip to put us, my, me and my, uh, my older sister at the time into grief counseling. But through whatever means that she found out about it, she put my sister and I in grief counseling. And I do think that that was something that was very beneficial for me at that time. But uh, then again, that goes back to my perception of what counseling and therapy would be because Early on, not only was I exposed to it in a very dramatic and drastic way at a young age, but also just within the community, within like the black community, within media and stuff like that. Typically, therapy and counseling was something that was portrayed as very dramatic and drastic measures and not just for general mental health. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that, um, especially as a child when you're just so young and the way that you interpret the world, you know, like your brain's not fully developed yet. It's ever changing. So I can definitely see how that initial introduction to therapy could just further solidify those, um, you know, the stereotype of it that you already had <laughs> before you ever went yourself. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Um, so I am curious as well to just like how, so when you went to therapy, when you were younger, you went to grief counseling. So like, how did that 
impact you moving forward in your life? Do you think that you learned anything valuable? Did you feel like therapy was a safe place for you? Was that overall like a positive experience? Yeah, I mean, I would I would say it was as positive as it could be. The the going into it, it was definitely very intimidating. You know, it's it's a new, unfamiliar environment, and particularly the one that I was in, it was a group. It was like group type of therapy. So the I was with other children that were around my age that have also experienced something uh, similar that kind of like impacted them. So at first it was kind of like, I don't know, I don't really want to be here. This is uncomfortable. You know, like my dad just died. I really don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be by myself. And then, you know, after the first week, so we would go once a week, I believe. And then so after the first week, it was kind of like, okay, that was awkward. Then the second week, it was like, okay, I kind of know what to expect. And, you know, the, the therapist was really working with us and giving us exercises to do and stuff like that. And I f- want to say that it was like a, a maybe like a four to five week program. It might have even been the whole summer. I honestly can't remember how long it was. But I say all that to say once we kind of got into the full swing of things and I began to feel comfortable with not only the therapist, but also with the other individuals that were around me, the other kids around me. By the end of the whole process, I definitely was able to cope with um, the death a lot better and then also in addition to the event or like the the thing that brought me to therapy I left that experience with a understanding of how to better cope with difficult times in life in general and one of the biggest takeaways that I kind of got from that that I've carried with me throughout the rest of my life was um, the way or a way to accept things that may have happened within your life or, or to you in your life would be to, I guess, to talk about it, to say it out loud, even if you just say it like out loud to yourself, but there is a lot of power in saying things out loud. And that was something that I took from that, just th- those couple of weeks of therapy whenever I was a preteen um, through the rest of my life. So I think that that was definitely valuable. Yeah, that's, like it's really good for me um, to hear you say that just because I think that especially for preteens, it's so important for preteens to be encouraged to use their voice. Um, and it, people in general, no matter like how old you are, especially if you are dealing with a traumatic event or just, I mean, any situation in life, it's just so important to speak up. Like so many of us fall into this habit of people pleasing and, um, just kind of hiding who we are and keeping our feelings inside and, you know, not really feeling that you have a safe place to say how you really feel, but using your voice takes you so far, even if you're just using it to yourself and just like talking out loud to yourself about what's really going on, that can have a huge impact on you and, you know, just moving forward, how you handle situations. So I really like applaud you for, the tough work that you were doing at such a young age because that's you know it's definitely a tough situation and you know that's it's a lot for a kid it really is yeah 100 percent. yeah i definitely co-sign everything that you were just saying yeah um so after that experience you went on lived your life a little bit more so when did therapy pop up in your life again so it, it popped up in my life again whenever it came down to 
you and I actually we would go we had gone through therapy prior to us being married and then also during during our marriage as well and you know there's a lot of different types of things that happen throughout life and especially since we got married at a relatively young age I mean it wasn't super young but we were you were in your uh earlier 20s I was kind of like in mid-20s and we had been together since before you had even turned uh 20 years old so there's as as many people know, there are a lot of changes that take place with throughout college and throughout your 20s and, you know, all of these different emotional changes, all of these different life changes. You grow, you mature, you experience the real world for the first time and you kind of start to learn who you are. And having a, a, a college slash post-college relationship during all of those life changes is definitely challenging and is something that... Um, I think that we were able to identify that there was a challenge there. And so that was when it came back up in my life, whenever we were like, hey, we really care about each other a lot. But I think we're able to recognize that we don't have all the answers here. And if we want to still be around each other in a healthy way, then maybe we should, you know, talk some of this stuff out other than, you know, sitting in the kitchen together until one o'clock in the morning talking in circles <laughs> we can have somebody else kind of like help guide some of these conversations and so that w- that was how it was introduced to to me again yeah yeah those uh late night 1 a.m 2 a.m 3 a.m conversations <laughs> on a <laughs> the work real night. couples can relate <laughs> on a work night <laughs> yeah the, those those happen man they happen and they're not fun <laughs> especially um when they keep happening and if it happens again like again and again on the same topic like no one wants to have those (laughs) yes not at all um but that's not exactly how I remember it Uh uh-oh yeah Uh how do you remember (laughs) it maybe maybe I missed something so I kind of remember it uh some of the stuff of like how you described us going into it that's kind of how I felt but I initially felt some pushback from you whenever I suggested us going to therapy. You you are right. You are right with the pushback. Um I so the the answer that I gave you is the new enlightened Evan, the new therapy <laughs> Evan that is able yeah. to see things differently. Uh, but the the Evan in the past that had not gone to therapy as an adult and was not really open to that, I definitely gave pushback because, again, going back to my exposure and my perception of what therapy was, it was when something is wrong, something is, you know, drastic. And I was like, in my head, what does it mean if me and my girlfriend or my fiance go to therapy? Like, what is oh my gosh, like this, this is horrible. Like we should, we should, we had to get this handled. There's no way that we could get into therapy because that means that it's over with and this and that. And, you know, all of these different thoughts were swirling in my head and me being opposed to therapy and not really having um, like that, that healthy relationship with what it may actually mean for my life combined with the natural tendency of most men of being a fixer. I viewed it as a challenge. I, I viewed it as, we don't need therapy. I can fix it. We got to do better. Like, you know, this this is not us and different type of stuff like that. So, yes, you are right. There was definitely a pushback on my behalf um, early on. Yeah. Um, and that was challenging for me. You know, um, I think, I mean, it was challenging for both of us. It was a challenging time because, like you said, there was a lot of love there, like so much love there. And we definitely really wanted to make our relationship work. But 
you know, what we grew on, like grew up to like learn in um, therapy was that we both came from dysfunctional homes, you know, like, and a lot of people do. It's not like we had some super uh, aggressively abusive childhood or something like that. But, you know, there's a a degree of dysfunction in a lot of people's families um, growing up. And there were just certain things that like certain tools we weren't equipped with certain, uh, you know, just being aware of how you communicate with people, learning boundaries, just like knowing, uh, having like intellectual boundaries in place, like just to be aware of like, hey, it's not okay when you talk to someone that way, like it can actually hurt their feelings, things like that. Um, We just didn't have that, you know? We both came from families where our parents were married. um, But still, even, even within that, you know, like there's, there was just stuff that we didn't know (laughs) um so I think yeah like I definitely saw the value in us going and that's that was the approach that I took going into it just because there were you know we didn't know stuff and I was like hopefully the therapist will help fill in those gaps and help us (laughs) learn the stuff we didn't learn growing up and that was definitely our experience but initially when I felt the pushback from you it also made me feel kind of like um I don't know, like some of the questions that you had, like, well, what does it mean if we're going to therapy? What does that mean about us? And, you know, we should be able to fix it on our own. Are we incompatible if we can't? Things like that. Like I started thinking that stuff too. And it made me a little scared and nervous about therapy. Like, well, what does it mean if we go to therapy? And I started, um, you know, doubting myself uh, with going and like making that decision and pushing us in that direction. Um, but yeah, so I definitely like, it was, it was, a an interesting time to open up our relationship to therapy and to take that leap with one another. Um, yeah. Did you have anything else you want to say there? Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So you and I, we've had two couples therapists together. Yes. So we tried it. We tried it the first time. What do you think about that experience? So the first time, and again, this is me looking, looking back on it. I can give you two perspectives. I can give you the in the moment (laughs) perspective, and then I can give you the looking back perspective. Which one, which one do we want to start with? We want to start with in the moment. Hey, I mean, when a black man's talking about therapy, we have time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in the moment is basically not to uh, reiterate the point, but in the moment, it was pretty much just like, I didn't really want to be there. I felt as though being there was something that said bad things about our relationship. So I wasn't, I I did not approach any of the conversations um, initially with, with the, with the right intention or like the right level of openness in order to truly get the value out of it. So that's one perspective of it, but also the perspective of once once I was actually, you know, in in the the uh, therapist environment with you, and we're having these conversations. Um, I personally didn't really even uh, vibe with our particular therapist at that point in time. It was it felt a little it felt a little awkward for me. So on top of me already having hesitant hesitancy about being there in the first place getting in there and then not really feeling completely comfortable or feeling the vibe it just it just made it that much more difficult so that was something that it, it just 
it just wasn't really for me at that point in time. So that was me looking looking at it from that time period. Now, moving forward and me looking back on that time period from today, I can see that even though I didn't vibe with that particular approach of that, that that therapist had, there were things that I could have done better from the standpoint or from the, from being in the, in the seat of the, I don't know, what, what do you call the, so that the person that's giving the therapy is the therapist, but who is the person that's receiving the therapy? Is that the that's, That's a, a great question. question. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> but look, looking back on it, I the can patient. see that. The, okay, patient. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go with patient. patient. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. So from the from the patient standpoint, I could have been a better patient. I could have been a I could have been a better participant. I could have had a different approach. And even even if the vibe wasn't there. And we ultimately would have switched to go and, and, you know, explore other options. There still could have been more that could have gotten out of the conversations had I been more um, open and, you know, just like approached it with a different mindset. So that was, that's me looking back on it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that for sure. Um, and something I want to add before we move on. Also, I distinctly remember whenever we went to that therapist, she asked us to rate our relationship on a scale of one to 10. And like with Uh-oh. one being the worst and 10 being the best. And you and I both rated our relationship a seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I remember her asking us, that was one of the first questions. So you guys both said it's a seven. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that just goes to show like, um, you know, y- your relationship doesn't have to be in shambles to be able to benefit from therapy or to go to therapy, because I think you and I were both being honest, even though there were areas or ways in which you could have been more vulnerable, you and I were both being honest, you know, at that yeah, point. 100%. And I, and I so, definitely do think that, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, you can go. I was going to say, I definitely do think that, um, so you and I both gave it a seven and a lot of people may rate their relationship that you're like, Oh, you know, we're doing good. We're a seven or eight and stuff like that. And that's fine and good. However, you may be a seven or a seven and a half today, but if you guys don't address that one, two, those, those three things that keep circling up and coming around mm-hmm. and the emotions that get avoided or suppressed or things that are going unaddressed on a, you know, on a week to week basis, that mm-hmm. seven can quickly slip down to a five or four or, or what have you. So even though you may feel as though we're at a seven thing, things aren't perfect, but things, you know, you know, we're, we're good. We're, we're making it. That's actually kind of the perfect time to really utilize therapy, but it's just the way, the way that our brain works. Um, typically whenever it comes down to seeking help or, or, you know, getting, getting advice on anything, typically we don't try to go and seek help until we're like, oh shit, something like it's, things aren't good right now. (laughs) Try to go get it help. So it's like, whenever you're around six or seven and things are moving along, that's the perfect time to be like, Hey, you know, maybe we should talk about the way that you clip your toenails. Cause I really don't like that. And I don't know what to do about it. So we right. should <laughs> we figure out how to address this. <laughs> and by the way, that was not a real issue between us. 
not at all, but, not at um, all. yeah but no I mean you're spot on with that like once <laughs> when your relationship is at that like danger place like if you're you're at a two or a three like honestly at that point it might be too late therapy can right. definitely help but like you know, something that comes along with twos and threes are actions that have been done that can't be forgotten, words that have been said that can't be forgotten, you know, like, it's definitely better to get ahead. Like, if you feel like you're in a good place, but there's something that's like, eh, it's just not right, like, you definitely want to get ahead of certain issues before it blows up in your face. <laughs> 100%. And then one, one more analogy, because I, I love analogies, but yeah. If you compare it to any anything else in life, you know, let's say you're walking down the stairs one day and you're like, "Ooh, that felt weird in my knee. And you're like, OK, but, you know, it's it's good. I just take a little aspirin and I keep on going. And it's like, you know, now at, at that point, your knee's not perfect, but your knee is not bad. So you're just going out, going around doing your own thing. Whenever you tweak your knee like that or whenever things are kind of like eh, it's not not perfect, but it's not bad. That's the perfect time to go and get it checked out and say, hey, I think something might have happened. Your doctor might be like, oh, yeah, you sprained it. You're going to want to do this. Stay off of it for three weeks and, you know, rehab your knee and then you'll be good to go. And then so if you go and do that, then you're great. Your knee's back 100 percent in a couple of weeks and you're good to go. But if you just keep on pushing on it and you're like, you know, doing whatever you keep on, keep on working on that sprained knee and moving around and going up and down the steps. And then now you're playing a uh, kickball because your neighborhood has a kickball tournament at the local park. And then next thing you know, you're trying to go run in first base. And now that little sprained knee that you had is, you know, something much worse or something much more drastic. So the same goes for your mental health, whether it's just uh, you outside of the aspect of a relationship or, you know, the dynamic that you do have within a relationship. You want to make sure that you acknowledge those sprained knee incidents and give you guys give yourself the space to go get that checked out to go look up on something before it turns into that try to run the first base and then now your whole knee is just you know really messed up and you and now you're forced you're forced to deal with it because it's it's completely unavoidable and that's that that's using your uh numbers that's when you get to that two three range when it's like okay now i have to deal with it when i could have dealt with it a little earlier yeah I definitely agree with that. That's a good analogy. <laughs> you definitely, as much as possible, get ahead of this stuff before. Um, and even if you're single and you have like, you know, just something from your childhood that just never quite sat right with you, you know, like, or from your earlier years, or even if it's something recent, if it's, you know, keeping you up at night or when you go on to have other interactions with like friends new people whatever if that thing is like constantly like nagging at you you should probably go get it checked out you should probably go sit down on somebody's couch and say hey doc like I need to talk about this I need to talk this through I need some tools to help cope with this to deal with it to move on because I don't want this to have power over me you know like there's so much life to live and these issues that you need to, that need to be worked through in therapy will end up holding you back if you don't work through them in therapy. <laughs> so, yeah. 100%. And actually, uh, I had something. Oh, go ahead. I think you had yet another question. Oh, no, you can go. I was going to say um, something else that, so for those of you who may not be familiar with therapy, um, therapy is not a place where you go to get answers. 
So your therapist is not going to tell you you should do this. There, it's a it's a no judgment zone. What therapy really is is the therapists get you to think more about you know circumstances. And it, it sounds corny. It, it sounds it might sound corny. It might even sound cliche. But the therapist is not going to tell you you should do this. And like unless unless you're putting yourself in danger or something like that, they should they probably will tell you like you know you need to go here and do whatever. But outside of something like that, your therapist typically just gets you to think about and talk about circumstances within your life in a way that you had not previously thought about or talked about those things. And again, going back to what I was saying at the very beginning, there's power in saying things out loud. And I think that that is really, that is really another power of, of therapy is your therapist gets you to think about things and talk about things in a way that you, you know, kind of just stay in your head so much. And they kind of get you to think about things differently and view it from a different perspective and saying things out loud and giving you tools to cope, tools to handle stuff where you otherwise wouldn't have. So that's a little tidbit there. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> that's, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's a good point. Like therapy will have you doing some serious self-reflection and you'll be putting in some work it's time and work on your part um yeah the therapist it's not it's not easy like they're not just going to tell you oh this this combination right here or like this x y and z is why this is happening in your life they don't tell you the answers like that they encourage you and support you to finding your own answers within yourself so yeah it's it's a journey it's a process and as i shared in the last episode I have had several therapists in my life, and as we've discovered today, so has Evan. So, uh, you know, it's it's a journey. It's not just a one-and-done type of thing. Different phases in your life might require, you know, a new therapist, a new, set of, a new round of therapy, a new self-reflection, new introspection. Like, just you're always growing, changing, evolving, and getting to know the different parts of you, it's a part of living <laughs> you know so yeah so we talked a little bit about our first round of therapy and I can't remember if I touched on this in the last episode or not but my biggest thing with that counselor I also felt a little kind of like uh rocky with her uh, uneasy with her I wasn't quite comfortable all the way which as I said in the last episode that is a sign that you should get a new therapist. <laughs> if you don't feel comfortable with your therapist, don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Get a therapist where you feel comfortable. And I'll leave that there for now. And, but, and yeah, and you'll, you'll know, you'll know, like you don't, you don't really need multiple sessions. Usually typically whenever you ha are beginning to have that first conversation with the therapist, you, you will pretty much know whether or not this is someone that is, is someone that you rock with. Yeah. And there's, there's a little bit, if you're new to therapy, there's a little bit of, oh, this is uncomfortable. How is this supposed to go? Whatever, whatever. But if it's a therapist that you mesh with for real, like you'll feel that in the session, offer it. So yeah, just be, be, look out for that and pay attention to how you feel in the session. Um, but yeah, so my biggest issue with our first therapist that we had together was that when we came in, she basically just kind of like focused on 
my issues because some of the past trauma that I experienced was a bit more like prevalent. So she kind of just like completely dismissed Evan and just started putting all of her attention and focus on me, which I feel like kind of sent our relationship into this like new dynamic of the issues are because of like Crystal's past trauma and Evan has nothing going on. Like there's, there's no issues coming from his side. Yeah. So, yeah. So I feel like that narrative was already kind of there with us not having the tools and she just kind of further pushed that narrative along. So (laughs) over the next year or so after seeing her, that, narrative in our relationship took a turn (laughs) uh it just like kept playing out and whatnot and ultimately we ended up back in therapy again so what did you think about that experience so the the second therapist I think was definitely much more like like I mentioned being able to feel whenever you vibe with somebody and like that 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 uh connection is there I think I felt that you know pretty much from the beginning and then that combined with just being a little bit older, more mature and not being so new to the whole therapy process, I was able to be a lot more just like open and vulnerable and really be more involved and engaged within the process. And so that combined with having someone there who was able to guide Crystal and I through the conversations and really help give different types of um, thought provoking experiences between between the, each of us, that, that was definitely really beneficial. So I, I really enjoyed the, our, our second therapist that we had. And I think that there's so much that I learned about myself through that process and so many tools that were added to my toolbox, which is how to handle not only things that are going on within our marriage and our relationship, but also just things for Evan, things for myself whenever, because I, you know, something that is very important and that you learn through uh, therapy is the significance of your individuality. And Mm -hmm. the importance of like maintaining that in a healthy way. So not in addition to the tools that I was provided from a marital standpoint, I was also provided just as many tools from a Evan individual standpoint with how to handle my own emotions and things and needs and, and being my, my voice for myself as well. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I love her man (laughs) she yeah like I I said it in the last episode and I say this like often like I don't know where we would be like especially like marriage wise I don't know where we would be without her and I don't know where we would be individually without her as well she taught us so much and I'm so grateful to have like come across her she was the best thing ever in the time that she came into our life Yes, and the, the timing was perfect. <laughs> the timing was perfect. Yes, it was. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like she taught us so much about ourselves. It was crazy. Uh, what's, what's one of the, like, what's something that you learned about yourself that stood out the most from your time working with her? I think the thing that stood out the most, hmm, it would probably have to be the way in which I found that I did not, um, I did not set proper boundaries for myself. I think early on in this in this uh, episode, you mentioned people pleasing, and mm-hmm. 
that was something that I had always done throughout my life to a certain extent, um, but I don't think I really fully realized the depth of how that impacted me and how that impacted um, just like my my life experience and how to kind of it might it might sound simple for individuals who had not struggled with people pleasing, but how to stop doing that and and how to feel okay with stopping doing that and looking out for myself first. So I think that was something that was like the the biggest takeaway because I will say as someone who is a proud ex people pleaser, <laughs> I <laughs> It, it was it was difficult to not do it because the 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 feeling of what someone else may like the 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 feeling of disappointing someone around me was so strong or it was it was it was a weird dynamic it was a weird unhealthy dynamic basically with putting my needs on the back burner for the sake of those around me and I don't think I was able to really fully come to grips with how much that had impacted me until having all of these conversations that I had with that therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And I can definitely say like, for one, again, so proud of you and the progress that you've made and how far you've come because you were putting in that work <laughs> while we were working with her. Um, but yeah, like it, it was crazy when all that stuff came out because I didn't even realize how big of an issue that was for you because it would just be like simple things that you like, I remember there was this like one time where, and this was, I didn't ask you anything specific, but I remember this one example um, where I had asked you if you had taken out the trash and you said, yes. And I knew that you hadn't taken out the trash. And I was just like, just say you haven't taken out the trash. Like it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just like simple, very, very simple things like that, that I felt like you were just inclined to like people, please, like you said. And, you know, it's just like things that carried such a small weight. Like if you hadn't taken out the trash, I would have just said, oh, okay. Right. And that would have been it. (laughs) But and the crazy thing is for me, for me, it was such a big deal. And it's it might it might sound irrational to some. But for me, it was it was just like such a big deal. And I really felt like I was I felt like I was like put on the spot. I felt like I was like under pressure. I felt like I like needed to deliver in that moment. Like I felt like I needed to provide the right answer. I felt like I felt like there was a right answer and I didn't want to be on the wrong side of that answer. So like there were so many thoughts going on in in my mind at that point in time. And it was like through through all the different therapy and stuff like that, it, it like I said, it's as silly as it sounds. I would I've learned that in in a moment like that, it is not it is okay for me to say within myself and to say to Crystal, you know, like no, I, I have I haven't done that yet, or like no, either like yeah. I haven't done that, or I don't plan on doing that, and like being being truly okay with whatever answer it is that I give instead of trying to give the right answer. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a journey, man. It's a process. And some of the stuff with therapy, like, it sounds silly. Like, it sounds like such a small thing, but you'd just be surprised at how the small things can really just build up and have, like, a control over you that you don't even realize is happening. Yep. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> you don't realize, like, the 
I don't know, just like the like little like silent like stress that you have that's just like in your body, the different like pressure that you feel, anxiety, stuff like that. Like it just takes something very small to trigger it. And because you don't have the tools to properly handle it, it ends up running your life. But yeah. Yeah. And I know um for me, like one of the biggest things that I feel like I took away from working with that therapist was, uh, I would say boundaries was definitely a key thing that I learned as well. Um, but also like using my voice, I was definitely a lot more outspoken, like between the two of us, I definitely spoke up the most and I talked the most in general <laughs> in our marriage, um, and throughout our relationship. So I kind of had this like, false belief that I was speaking my mind in every situation but and like how I truly felt in every situation but in therapy I realized that I wasn't being as direct as I thought I was Mm. and that was a very big like revelation for me because I thought that I was like always communicating my true feelings. I thought that I was saying how I really felt about things, but sometimes I wasn't. And one of the tools that she gave us was to lead with what you're feeling. Like it sounds very basic and like, like I'm angry. I'm mad. I know how I feel. Duh. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't need to like think anymore or like, I'm sad. I'm upset. I'm happy. I'm whatever, like whatever the first feeling that you comes comes to your head. It's like, you don't need to think twice about that. But I really encourage you, like whenever you feel something, especially if you feel upset, try to name like three different emotions and really get to the root of what you're feeling. Cause there'd be times where and that was just me speaking general to the audience, but talking to you now, Evan, <laughs> there would be times where I would um, definitely like be mad about something and be like, I'm, I'm hurt. I might say like, I'm hurt because X, Y, Z happened. But in reality, it was a deeper issue. And I just didn't like go deeper within myself. Like sometimes situations would stay at a surface level because I was just looking at that surface level emotion. And I, even though like I felt deeper feelings within myself and maybe sometimes I was aware of them, sometimes I wasn't, I wasn't communicating that to you Hmm. in the way that I thought that I was by just talking about the surface. Yeah, got you. And I feel like we were both uh, doing that thing where couples are like, but you should know this. You should know this about me. I shouldn't have to tell you this. Whatever. But like, that's, that's no one's a mind reader. That's what the <laughs> movies tell us. The movies, you know, if you, if you really love someone, then you know everything about them. Come on. We got to get with the program. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so silly. So naive. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like that's something I would say for both of us, just like knowing your own personal boundaries, communicating that to the other person, being respectful of boundaries once they've been set um, and just communicating like therapy really like changed the way that I think about communication. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, that's cool. Um, So after that, did you have any other therapy experiences? 
Yes. Now I actually um, recently got into therapy just for myself because, you know, the, the therapy experiences that we've talked about thus far were, you know, my, my father passing. So we had the grief counseling and then having the uh, relationship and, and marital, marital therapy that we had, that I had with Crystal. And now it's kind of just like for myself, just wanting to talk through issues outside of the context of Evan as a husband, outside of the context of Evan as a father, and just kind of like talking about my life, my thoughts and stuff like that from the, purely from the context of just me, just my experience and my uh, outlook on the world and, and things like that, like things that I kind of, themes that I've recognized that tend to pop up within my life or whenever uh, certain situations arise, I notice that my response, like I typically respond in an angry way or, or this way, or like I want to like retreat. I'm just, I'm just using general things right now, but it's like if I've not, I've noticed right. that there are certain things that kind of trend in a certain direction within my life, just really taking the time um, to talk these things out with someone that might be able to um, bring things up in my, in my life that I was not able to re recognize or realize within myself. And I think that it's doubly important because for one, it's always important to take care of self, but two, um, it, the, the saying that I like to say is wherever you go, there you are. Meaning mm -hmm. no matter what circumstance, situation, job, city, state, friendship, relationship that you find yourself in, to try to go all these different types of places, wherever you are, there you are. So if there's certain things that you're bringing to these environments, certain things that you're bringing to these situations, to these relationships, you know, those things, certain trends within yourself are going to always repeat. So in an attempt to, for me to better myself and to better all of the experiences that it is that I have, no matter where I go, I want to work on myself for, to, figure out certain things that I may not immediately realize right now. And then even more so triply important with the fact that I am a father uh, and a relatively new father. So our son is a year and a half, a little bit over a year and a half. And mm -hmm. I'm super big on being the absolute best father that it is that I can be. And I know that there are things that I have experienced throughout my life and ways that I might have coped with my emotions for so long and different type of stuff like that, where it's like, I don't have all the answers and I don't have all of the, you know, like the, the best ways to approach certain stuff. So it's like, before I start getting deep into my son's head about how to handle certain situations, I want to make sure that I'm able to handle my emotions in a more healthy way than I may have been able to do in the past. So I'm right. not teaching him the same unknowingly dysfunctional ways of handling things that I may have handled them in the past or not. And I don't even, I mean, dysfunctional might be too strong of a word, but just handling situations in a way where there, there could be a much better way, a much healthier way and way for him to kind of like grow up in the world and know how to express himself um, properly and effectively, because he's going to look to me for this advice. And, and uh, with me being the leader of the household, you know, there's things that I need to be able to move this house in certain types of directions. And that starts with me making sure that I'm right within myself and I'm able to properly and effectively handle situations. So that's kind of like where I'm at right now in my uh, personal therapy journey. So I'm, I'm actually really excited about it. 
Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and I, I really commend you again, like my third time, I think in this episode, <laughs> uh, for the work that you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just so, uh, it's, it truly is amazing. And like, just you bringing up the fact that you're a father, like, that's so that's so true. And like, even with me being a mother as well, um, you know, especially us being in the black community, there is so much generational trauma. Oh, man. Uh, that's just been passed down on us. It's, you know, all throughout our families and everything. And we're at a great time in life where we're able to heal. Like we're, I, I really do believe like our generation is doing so much internal work to break so much of that dysfunction, the unhealthy behavior, the negative cycles and really create something you know, from the ashes, <laughs> like we're, we're turning, we're turning it around. We're bringing back how things like should be. And I think that we're really, the work that we're doing now is going to benefit the generation to come like the younger generation now, like our son. Um, and the world's going to be a different place in the future. I really believe that. Um, but yeah, so I think, I just think that it's, awesome <laughs> overall like your therapy journey thanks so much for coming here today and sharing that with me sharing oh, that no with problem. the listen and breathe peace community um yeah this is this has been been really nice we we just kind of like went off the fly and I liked where the conversation went yeah totally totally always a great time whenever we're having a conversation especially talking about something as important as therapy right um is there anything else that you want to leave the audience with yeah two things so the first thing that i would say is um i hope after this conversation you are at least open to therapy and you know just to get your mind right for being open to an experience like that that's the first thing and the second thing that i wanted to leave the audience with is that therapy does not have to be an expensive endeavor it can be expensive depending on where you go, who you go to, and the type of therapy that you seek with in-person therapy being always the most expensive option. Um, excuse me. But there are, there are online options where you can video chat and text and call um, a therapist that is a bit less expensive than um, the in-person option. But there's also options that are even less expensive than that that are either the cost of a book or maybe even free because there's many free resources online. And those options, while they're definitely very beneficial, they don't necessarily replace having a dialogue with someone. But if you really just want to figure some things out about yourself and you're, you know, money's not really there for you, money's tight or what have you, there are so many online resources. So I just really encourage you to try to look up some of the online resources, different books, different worksheets that can cause you to think about things differently within your own life. So I just want to leave you with one, being open to therapy in general, and two, understanding that regardless of where you may be on your current financial path, there is something for you to use today, tonight, tomorrow, that you can go out and get and take advantage of and you know, begin whatever journey it is that you need to embark upon to just better yourself. Yeah, that's real. Real so, deal. 
real deal. <laughs> um, but just to follow up on that real quick before you go, uh, do you have a specific book that you'd like to recommend? Oh, man. There are so many different types of books for so many uh, um, circumstances. I honestly don't. I, w- I wish I did have a specific book, but I, I don't have one. Okay. A podcast, a uh, blog, anything? Mm, you know, I don't listen to many mental health podcasts, so I, I would say no. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't have any answers there. Okay. I'll take that. Well, we'll just let your recommendation be the real deal. How yes. about that? You- Okay. Whenever, whenever you want to unwind and, and listen to some real conversation about many topics, you can check me out on The Real Deal with Evan Parker. And that's on all podcast platforms. Check me out. We're having some interesting conversations over there. The, over there. the last two episodes have been about uh, personal finance as one. And then the second one kind of just about personal responsibility and uh, these corporations, man, and jobs. How many times are we working a job and a job is just and like shit come over and listen to me talk about it all right sounds good <laughs> um and i did think of one book for the audience that i'd recommend and that's facing codependence by pia melody so check that out that's a good book that will tell you a lot about yourself and family dynamics relationships stuff like that yeah highly recommend um okay well i think that just about wraps up the episode uh thanks again evan for joining me today um everybody check out his podcast stay tuned uh to the real deal and stay tuned for the the listen breathe piece as well i'll continue to put out new episodes not sure what the next topic will be on so just uh keep an eye out for that um thanks everyone for listening and remember to listen to what's going on around you take a deep breath take it all in ask for those answers ask for that path forward find that direction really be one with yourself and then move forward and find your peace so go out into the world and be the amazing person that you are thanks for listening